What is up and welcome into the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann. I'm joined as always by my outstanding co-host. He's a Chicago Public League legend, a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He was all swack back in the day for the Tigers. He plays second base there. He's Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got the NFL draft analyst for NBC Sports Chicago. You can catch all this work at NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Teams app. He is Glenn Morgan. He's our GM. Gentlemen, what's going on? How you guys doing? Uh, doing good, man. Doing, doing good. good, man. Been a, been a whirlwind last couple of weeks, man. Uh, yeah. my, my wife graduated, got her master's. My daughter got her bachelor's. Uh, my nephew got married. Uh, my other daughter made a sweet 16th birthday. And that was just the last two weeks. Busy. busy <laughs> so that's, busy, why, that's, busy. that's why we haven't had a, had a, a, a yeah. show in a yeah. couple of weeks. Okay. All, all, all right. <laughs> I take full responsibility. <laughs> yeah. And I got one, more right. gra- got one more graduation next month. So it's, uh, it's been a busy house. It's been a busy, busy household. Yeah, busy busy spring and, uh, and summer coming up here for you. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's get, man, let's get started, man. We got a lot to talk about. Um, I think... The most pertinent subject out there uh, right now is what happened this weekend with the White Sox and the Yankees in New York. Um, a ho-hum series that we expected the Yankees to, uh, I think, annihilate the White Sox at at, uh, at Yankee Stadium turned into uh, uh, a bit a of a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Between uh, Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson. Um, I guess, well, not I guess, we know Josh Donaldson tried to get under Tim Anderson's skin by calling him Jackie in reference to uh, Jackie Robinson. Uh, There was some words exchanged during the game, and then uh, Josh Donaldson came up to bat, and Yasmani Grandal got got in Donaldson's face and and, and gave him the business for it, and they had a little, (laughs) little bench clearing. Uh, but I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts, man. This is this is something, you know. Donaldson's been a, been a been a problem for for a while now, and um, I guess the 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 way that he used the word Jackie, some are saying that it was in a in a racial context. What do you what do you guys think about that? Uh, well, being the elder statesman of the three of us. Actually, I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. <laughs> uh, being the old guy, and I, I remember when Jackie was playing. No, um, it it's tough, man, because on the surface, initially, reactively, yes, I thought that's what it was. I thought it was like, like, really, dude? Like, you're gonna go Jackie Robinson? Like, there's a lot of shortstops. Actually, Jackie was a second baseman, but there's a lot of middle infielders between Jackie Robinson and Tim Anderson mm-hmm. who played the game. Who you know, you could say, you know, Tim is trying to pattern himself after, why would you go, and by you, I mean Josh Donaldson, why would you immediately go to someone who broke the, the color, you know, the color line, the, the color barrier back in the, you know, late 19, mid, mid-1940s? Why would you do that unless you were trying to, in a coded way, say something, insinuate something, and get into a guy's head? And Part well, he problem. did. Let me. Let me. He. Uh, Tim Anderson was uh, was quoted in a in a Sports Illustrated article yes. uh, from 2019, basically comparing himself to Jackie Robinson. Right. And I, th- I think the the quote was by some taken out of context. He was talking about how yes, Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier and and changed the game. And Tim was saying that hey, we're in a in a situation now where there are not a lot of African Americans that are playing the sport. So he's trying to make it fun and to get awareness out there so that uh, and using programs like, well, you know, Coach Smoke works with the ACE program with the White Sox and RBI baseball and using those platforms to to bring awareness to the game to to young African-Americans. Right. Undoubtedly, that's exactly what T.A. means in referencing Jackie Robinson's legacy, that he sees the importance of that. That's what he wants to carry on. And that's what that whole interview and you know that 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 bit he did uh what he basically is you know relating to and that's why i said initially when it comes to josh donaldson saying and as a fan initially not knowing that that's what tim did at the moment that this happened josh donaldson comes across as though it may have been contextualized in a coded mm-hmm. kind of way and it's difficult in this 
time and age to not give that some credence because of how things are in a society. And unfortunately, sometimes what we tend to do, we are means people, human beings, I'm part of the human race. Sometimes we tend to stereotype individuals. And when you look at Josh Donaldson and you know his history of being an agitator, he kind of fits, as they would say, the profile. <laughs> you know, he kind, of, he kind of comes out of central casting, as, as, a, as, a, as another compatriot of mine had said, to where he seems to be the sort that says that kind of thing in the Dakota kind of way. Uh, and then also you keep in mind that recently last was a, last week or the last time the, the Yankees and the uh, White Sox played the, the little kerfuffle at third base when he kind of kneed him in the neck a little bit and tried to push they pulled, T.A. Pulled him off the bag off the bag to try to get him out. Now that to me, that's just a baseball play. It's just being, you know, no, a, that, no that's no, that's that's uncalled for. You don't have to do that. No, no. That's, 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 that's you talking about when, no, he, a, when he dropped down to get the tag. Yeah, that's right. And pushed him off the base. Yeah, that's baseball. I, so I didn't see it initially, that's and then baseball. when I saw it, I'm like, man, see, that ain't Dude, I, come on, man, you 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 no, were pushing guys off second base. If you, you didn't push, push, if you, he didn't he push didn't him push off the him. bag, though, he did. He kind of let his momentum. He came down hard on him to right. drop the tag. Now, right. did you? Uh, it's another play. It was a game. I forgot who it was. World where, Series. No, it was a game recently. Okay. I'll send you all the video where a guy running the third base, he slid. The run, the defensive player dove behind him, which momentum took the player off the bag, and the fielder kept the tag on the ump, called the guy out. Right. This literally just happened like the other day. What what Donaldson did to Tim wasn't. No, I, I don't. The, I didn't the see up nothing. Went to wrong. Donaldson and, and said, "You pushed him off the bag." Yes, you can't that, do that. that that's that, to me. That, that's that was with, baseball. That sad. was with his momentum, though. No, like, he, he didn't. He didn't push I, the play. I'm I saw. Sorry. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong play. The play I, I saw. It looked like he came down hard on him to, to put the tag on. Him. And I could see how Tim would get, you know, upset about it. But at the end of the day, he wasn't. I don't think he was doing nothing malice. In my no, opinion. I agree with you. I agree. To me, it was just being aggressive. And I could see A.J. Brzezinski sometimes doing something a little extra. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a, uh, one of the World Series games. It was the Twins. I forget who the Twins were playing. It might have been the Braves or, or somebody. Ken, Her Ken Herbeck. Pulled, pulled, right. pulled, pulled his arm, pulled the guy's arm. I think it was uh, right. Was it Otis Nixon? Maybe I think it was Otis Nixon. Otis Nixon. Yeah, he pulled his arm off the bag, and they right. called him out. Oh, right. Yeah, to I remember me, that, that. To me, that's just you know that's that's stretching and bending and see how far far I can get away with it. In baseball, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So to me, I didn't take that as a personal thing. That was just more him just being an aggressive agitator, but trying to make a play, get a guy at third base, and if I can get him, if I can get away with it, great. If not, then fine. But Again, without getting too far away and too tangential a thing, initially, it seemed like it could have been racially motivated. Now, like what you said is, is that, you know, everything with uh, T.A. and that interview he had, you know, now it comes across as this Josh Donaldson was just more or less poking fun at him, but not quite understanding how that could be problematic or how that could be seen in a certain way, because he doesn't seem to me he being Josh Donaldson to be the most astute person when it comes to cultural awareness or caring about anything other than what Josh Donaldson cares about. So it's, it's, it, it becomes muddled now. It was, it, was it yeah. racially insensitive? Probably. Was it racially motivated? That is debatable. Um, but there's a racial component there and ergo a problem and I, you know I, you know maybe that's why baseball mlb just suspended him for one game and not more because it's difficult to find the intent behind it but i don't, I don't know you're, you're the baseball guy you're the yankee resident yankee fan mm -hmm. uh brandon so so how, how do you see things okay so disclaimer yes i'm a yankee fan i am a yankee fan that is not a fan of josh donalds never have been I never liked him when he was with the Blue Jays. I, I never liked Josh Donaldson. He's, just, he's only played. He's only played what thirty games with the Yankees so far, right? Thirty something games. Yeah. So, so he yeah. ain't a, he ain't a he ain't a real Yankee yet. Uh, <laughs> but but I've never been a fan of him. I've always had an issue with him. So when this initially happened, and and as a Yankee fan, I am a huge TA fan though. 
huge TA fan. So when this first happened, I had the same reaction as, as GM. I went on social media. I'm as a Yankee fan, F Josh Donaldson. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm livid, you know, because like you said, initially it comes off as that kind of, you know, connotation to it. Yeah. You know, and then some of my guys like, who, who are Sox fans, who are Tim Anderson fans, who don't like the Yankees, came to me like, well, Tim did reference himself as Jackie Robinson. And I'm like, wait, huh? I'm like, when? I never heard that. Right. Like, yeah, he did. And they like, and he, you know, Donaldson, who, I mean, although it could be a lie, but he said he's joked with him times about that before. Mm. You know, and I'm like, well... Okay, now I'm conflicted. Now I'm like, so my thing was more so, and I had this back and forth with my mom. She like, you know, he shouldn't have said it. If, even if they, even if they joke around about it and and he shouldn't have said it in that moment. I'm like, well, no. I'm like, if Tim allowed him to say it and let it slide, Tim can't be mad when things get heated and he say it. Like I'm like no, I'm like no. That's true though. But after I know, and I said, and and I I preface everything on if that's true, if that's the truth behind it, because my thing is, a lot of people were saying like, well, you know, in baseball, you know how it is with black players, they gotta always keep their cool and all. No, if a person say something to you racially insensitive and you find it insensitive, you need to check them right then and there. You don't hold your tongue. That way, when it comes out like this, it ain't. A confusion like oh wait was tim allowing him to say this in a funny way they joked about it and now all of a sudden he's mad like what so i mean it's still a lot of un- unanswered questions to this uh i do kind of think i i don't think donaldson was being racist in his comments but I do think he was being racial, if that, if, if, if racially that insensitive. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I think he, I think he was, you know, poking fun, like he said, mm-hmm. but didn't, but, but naive, not understanding how that could be taken. Like in his mind, he probably think, oh, I'm comparing you to a guy we honor every year, Jackie Robinson. Like you should be honored. Like that's that's how sometimes they think. Oh, you know. I don't think he was poking fun. I think he he intentionally and that and you know if yes there was a race component. I don't know if his if you can call him a racist for doing it. That's you know, but there's a racial component there, and he knew what he was doing. He was trying to get under Tim's skin by yes. saying that. Definitely that. Yeah, I, I think it's like, yeah, like that was that I, I, was yes. that was purposeful. Yeah, yeah. I, purpose I, and when I say that. poking fun, I'm I'm not saying like he expected Tim to laugh at him. After he said, I think Ag- he was agitated. he was trying to agitate him. And I think you know? and Tim Tim said Tim said he said it to him in the first, and he did you know he you know saying he shook it off whatever. Then he did it again. I guess that was at the, the fifth inning or when, when was right. that? Whenever it was, um, he said it again, and that's what you know. That's when he said he said something to him. You know they had their back and forth on the field there. Um, so yeah, so May he, he, he took it one time and you know shook it off, and then he had enough, and that's when you know we know we know that for certain. So uh, yeah, like I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go. You get you got it, you got it. Um, like I and again, I'm, I'm not gonna try and make excuses for him or whatever. Um, you know, just like, like let's say I'm Josh Donaldson for a moment, and when I say yeah, hey, hey, night, yeah. Nice tag, Jackie. It's it's kind of like 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 you wish you were Jackie Robinson. Like like if I said like man, dude, I'm I'm balling like Michael Jordan. You'd be like, yeah, I right, Mike. <laughs> like, sure. Right, right. And I and yeah. I see it. I see it as kind of like that. The problem is, however, and this is where the ignorance comes in. And this is where, and again, I'm not trying to turn our show into a complete social, economical, societal situation. Although that's a part of life, and we do this show and we reflect those mm-hmm. things. And sports is a microcosm of the world, but that's where when you don't have that education, that exposure in school growing up, 
You know, it's not in your curriculum. It's not in your neighborhood. It's not taught by your parents or your exposure in your community because you don't live around people of, of various ethnicities. That's when you say something like that and you, Josh Donaldson, being the you in this case, doesn't realize that that remark is trivializing everything Jackie Robinson did just as a player like T.A. could play. So that when T.A. is like, really, like, dude, like, like you don't understand what that means. Like, like you, you poking yeah. fun, like you, you, you minimizing the struggle. And right now, you know, as far as African-Americans, not necessarily people of color who are dark skinned and, 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 and black, because you can be black and be a Dominican, but people of African-American, as far as American born uh, black athletes, it's only like 7.2%. It's only like 70 out of like 900 in the whole baseball. And Tim is like the only one on his, well, before Harrison got there, Tim was the only one on the team. And Tim talked about how culturally, like, yeah, baseball stuff is cool. They're cool with everything, you know, conversationally. But culturally, baseball-wise, being the only black person on the team for a number of years, he said that was tough. So when Josh Johnson makes that comment, it trivializes and minimizes, and it, it goes to a, an, an issue that's that's can be painful and on a different level than Josh Donaldson maybe even intended or thought that he would have intended that even Josh, he's not even caught, probably not even aware of how he's trivializing that, but that's yeah. still a problem. And that's yeah. the problem that that's still a problem. Yeah. Because that's, that's the thing to it. It's like, if Tim never referenced himself as Jackie Robinson, do Donaldson ever even say that? Probably not. Probably not. You 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 get what I'm saying? Probably like, not. And even if even with him calling himself uh, Jackie, would have Donaldson called him Ozzy? Would we have the same mindset of it? We wouldn't because it's all about like you said what Jackie Robinson went through, what he meant to the game of basketball for black people. So for you to call him, of all people, the first black player to play the game, it, it does seem like okay. It's it's a like you said, it's a million black shortstops <laughs> right. in, in between, in between there that you could have referenced, but you referenced Jackie Robinson, and and like I said, it's mainly because Tim called he he. Didn't call himself Jackie Robinson. He just referenced referenced what he's trying to do for baseball in current day to you know what Jackie Robinson did in the past. So it's it's a tricky situation. I I mean, I say it's this some bull crap, right? Overall, <laughs> it's some bull crap. It's disrespectful. It's, 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 it's disrespectful, and and we done lost three goddamn straight. After this, baseball <laughs> guys do not like foolishness. Man. Yeah. Notice, notice that uh, there hasn't been a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, Donaldson's teammates coming to his defense. They don't office. like him. Yeah. They don't like him. They they know he's a jag. They don't like him. Most most people questioned him being traded, like questioned us trading for him because they know most of the players don't like him. Right. Like yeah. that's a that is a known fact. That is known. Like <laughs> yeah, Lance Hendrickson said that. Like right. that is a known fact. Like now yeah, he kind of gotten a lot of people good grace because he got that walk off the first, I want to say first game of the season or second game of the season that you know brought that, you know, a walk off is exciting. So right, you know, but man, they don't rock with dude like that. I think Glenn, you brought up AJ Prezinski. Difference here is that AJ's teammates love him. Well, true, but if you listen to Ozzy, Ozzy Gian said, he sounds, he's like, hey, people on the other teams hate AJ. People on his team hate him a little less. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I spent, you know, I spent a lot of time in that uh, in that White Sox clubhouse during that time. Um the the late two thousands there and they got did no nah, they did they, they liked they, they liked him yeah, he had, he had some boys he had some boys that he rocked like, yeah yeah he had uh Rowan and Rowan and Paulie and, and third baseman was, yeah, was he, third? uh Pretty I believe Pretty and those guys yeah I'm a, yeah I'm a firm believer you need a character 
Yes. <laughs> you need a kick. Well, I, I'm just not a fan of ours because <laughs> that's what Donaldson is. It's a character. Most most teams have a character. When we won in 2009, Nick Swisher was our character. Uh, you don't need bring, a character. Don't bring that name up. Man. I'm yeah. just saying. You, he ain't, he ain't AJ do nothing. Pres- when, he, when he was on the South Side, he ain't do nothing for us. <laughs> nothing at all. Then he AJ got to the Pres- Yankees <laughs> and became the man. Well, he didn't become a man. I wouldn't he, go that he was, far. He was, a, he was a critical part of that team, though. He was he was the character of the team. So who was that guy on the Cubs team then when they won in 2016? Just, just since we're here in Chicago, we got to see that kind of up close throughout the season. Did they have a character? Contreras, maybe? Uh, Would be the, the story. Well, he was a rookie. He was a – he was – I don't he think did. he was – He was a bias. Bias? Bias, maybe. Bias might have been, but – The personality. But that team – they're a bunch of nice guys, man. Well, you know what? I say Jake was the character. Arietta, yeah. Arietta. No, 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 no. Lester. No, uh, not Lester. Um, the catcher? Uh, no, 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 no. The other pitcher. Uh, oh, came, from, came from the Angels. You're right. Angels, you're right. Uh, um, damn, John, why am I John, forgetting his name? John. John I, can't think, um, I can't think of his name either. John. You something. had John Lester. You had Jake Arietta. Had Kyle Hendricks. And you had. I came here to win. Right, I, I, I didn't. I didn't come here for. I didn't come here for a haircut. Right. I came for the for the jewelry. Um, what is his name? Play for the Angels. Yeah, I know, man. Long time. I can't Angels, think right. his name. I thought wasn't. I John know exactly who you're talking about. Um, I can see his face. Hold on, I'm pulling it up right John, now. It is not John Flaherty. What was it? John Lackey. Lackey. Yeah. John Lackey. Okay. I don't, I don't remember that. Man. It wasn't that long ago. My memory's bad. He came and went. He was the character. He yeah. was the character of that team. Yes. Yeah, but anyway, but yeah. So the one, so so uh before we let this one go, the one game suspension, enough, too much. No, I think it's I think it's enough. I think it's enough because it's hard to really say that that's what it was, but it was disrespectful. I mean, and it's a precedent yeah. setting at least at this point, you know, because yeah. you can set. But the, the problem, however, to some degree, because remember when Tim got suspended for saying the N word? Yeah. It, you know, I just, this, this, which was totally out of context. <laughs> right. But it just seems that this, I don't know. It, well, hey. MLB was in a, on an awkward spot. I'll put it this way. I was shocked they responded that quickly, that it happened that quickly. I, I was expecting, I think they, I think they had, I think it was, it was, it was, there was so much, so it much was, had been picked up that they they had to. It was yeah. the second segment on first take today. Yeah, you yeah. know that's some baseball don't baseball ever get never. About. They never talk about it. <laughs> well, you got the two what two top three TV markets, you know. So you got New York, Chicago. But yeah, I, I think it was good, and I mean, like I say, the baseball gods. He gets suspended, and he got COVID. So <laughs> he has COVID. Out. Yes. Wow, they're really coming down on him. Um, Does he? Do you think he really has COVID? Well, I, look, they saying he do. Wow. Okay. All we right. done brought it back up, Miguel Andujar. Hopefully, my boy get his stuff back together. So he's gone for injured. for for what ten days? How long? How long um, is the maybe five to seven? Right. right. Yeah. Protocols. Yeah, because he should be vaccinated. <laughs> I was listening. Um, that, Joe Kelly, reliever for the White Sox, was on the score today. And uh, I guess the the word about the suspension had come down right then. And he was like, man, uh, I got eight games just for looking at a guy wrong. And he was, talk- he was talking about during the pandemic season, you know, they, they didn't want any bench clearing uh, oh, brawls, right, uh, brawls or anything like that just because of, of COVID. And they didn't want, right. you know, everybody all up in each other's face. <laughs> he, he said, I looked at a guy wrong. They gave me eight games. What is that? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, the adjudication of, of penalties is, is really weird. Not just <laughs> yeah. in baseball. I in mean, all of sports, sports man. Yep, yep. In all of sports. Hey, I'll just uh, say this. I know we're going to move on from here, but I just want to say this. Since then, the White Sox are playing ball like they're supposed to play ball. Uh, Cueto pitched his ass off. Did a fantastic Two in a row, by the way. Shouldn't have brought him in for that last inning, but he pitched his ass off. Uh, the and, and then Joe Kelly did a great job. The defense is playing way better than they did at the beginning of the year. And Kopech, I mean, to shut out the Yankees like they did that last game, 
I mean, yeah. it looks great. And then Tim, Tim is slowly becoming like a little Yankee, if not Yankee killer. Uh, he's definitely. No, I think you can say that. Because I mean that you know that that Iowa game you know he he lowered the boom. Yeah, that was the only win last year y'all got. Hey, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> nah, I get that. that was, was on the a one, big stage. Too. That was, that was on a big remember. stage. That is, that is. And, and here the, the, the sweeper doubleheader is hard enough as it is, let alone on the road, and let alone against the Yankees on the road in that environment with the fans being assholes chanting Jackie, Jackie. See, that's another thing too. I'm sorry, I know we say we ended this thing. Here's a problem with what Josh, Josh Donaldson does or, or guys like Josh Donaldson. And if you don't it, curtail it, it, it opens the door for it, other assholes. Yep. yep. It really does. It, it does. It gives Cause, them life. Because because one thing, I, being a college baseball player, I know what fans are capable of doing. And the swag, as well as at the PWIs, when we would go there, they are ruthless. So they wouldn't have never done that to that. They wouldn't have been doing that had Donaldson didn't do what he right. did. Right. Now they would probably, they Yankee fans are rowdy. I've been there. Like, but they ain't, they ain't going to do that until you open that door. Right. See, here's a problem. Josh Donaldson may have, I put that in the air quotes, may have said what he said, you know, frivolously but it's well, a fan out there that but, really but, is no, right but the fans yeah. the fans had enough time to understand why tim said what right, he said they right. had enough time mm-hmm. to digest everything so for them to do was almost like i won't say premeditated because i'm not trying to get out legal but theirs was purposeful you know which makes it more problematic and or, or just more you know society problematic so uh it, it's a bit of an issue but i will say this and i'll throw a shout out to the white Sox organization uh, that what they started back in 2007 with the uh, Amateur City Elite uh, program. And since they began it back in 2007, it's provided over 230 scholarships uh, for uh, players. And this is targeted towards uh, inner city and African-American youth uh, to try and help revitalize uh, baseball as a sport in our community. And, uh, and Brandon, you definitely can, can speak to that because uh, that's part of the program you're affiliated with, yes? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, I've been with the White Sox for six years now uh, with the ACE program. And yeah, like you said, it's centered to, you know, get more black boys playing baseball, you know, provide them with opportunities that, you know, they wouldn't get in uh, other aspects, you know, around the country, uh, exposing them to major colleges and universities, you know, uh, getting seen. The goal is to get a college education, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not about getting to the pros, it's about making better young men, you know, by using the game of baseball as a tool. You know, for myself, baseball was a tool for me to get a degree. I'm not gonna sit here and say I was the most studious person, <laughs> but I use sports as a tool. And that's what the White Sox is providing. It's a free program. If you know anything about travel baseball, it's very expensive, very expensive. And, you know, the White Sox provide everything for the kids, you know, as far as uniforms, equipment, all that. They don't necessarily, they don't necessarily, you know, have to, you know, have to, you know, come out of their pocket for anything except, you know, travel and that's it, you know, but, but yeah, they, so, amazing program um we got a you know a few guys that are in in uh you know in the uh farm systems around major league baseball got a bunch of guys in college uh go from 12 u to 17 u so we get them get them at at pups you know and and let them go when it's time to go off into the real world and 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 really let their wings go, you know. But it's a beautiful thing, man. And I'm I'm grateful to be a part of this, you know, the organization. You know, I I, I you know it, it's I wish it was around when I was playing. <laughs> you know, that's that's one of the main things. You know, to have this, these kids really don't understand how lucky they are for a program like this. And you you, know? you said you said the Tim Anderson is 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 really involved with, with Yes, uh, with, he's very with involved with that. If you if you've checked out his uh documentary on YouTube, mm-hmm. he's he's featuring the Sage program all through that thing. Like I'm watching, I'm like, man, 
man, man, he, he got Ace program all through this. Just, just little, just little shots here and there. Not even necessarily saying, you know, it's the Ace program. Just making it like something he's a part of. Right. It's so not like emotional. he, yeah, it's not like he's separating. Oh, this Chicago White Sox Ace program, and I'm going to go there and help out. Like, no, it's like he's syncing it all together. Like, I'm a White Sox player, and this is I'm, this is what I'm involved with. Like, and he he's done great things for the kids. Uh, he's he's always around. He spoke at uh, I want to say the uh, we do a, a signing day every year. Of course, haven't really done one since. COVID. The last one was uh, Ed Howard's uh, signing day before, uh, you know, him going, getting drafted. That was the last signing day we had. And uh, Tim Anderson actually spoke at the signing day. So, like, he he's very he's very visible. I'll say that. Very visible. He's a down-earth guy, you know, and I'm a huge fan of him. Yes, this Yankees fan <laughs> is a huge fan of another shortstop, <laughs> not named Derek Jeter. Not, not, not number, <laughs> number two. <laughs> not number two, you know. Uh, so that's that's how you handle the Josh Donaldsons of the world, man. Yeah, yes, sir. programs like that. Yeah, hey, let's move. Let's move on. Let's let's uh, let's talk about some some NBA playoffs. We're in the conference finals now. <clears throat> Excuse me, the conference finals now. Um. We've got one series that looks like it's over, and we got one series that looks like uh, it could go to distance. It's definitely going to go to distance. Uh, let's start with Miami and Boston. As we speak right now, Boston is whooping Miami's tail in game four. <laughs> so it looks like it's going to be 2-2 uh, uh, going into game five. Uh, it's amazing. I was talking to Smoke before we got on. It's amazing to me how there's just this pendulum swing where you can go from losing by 20 to winning by 30. You know, right. that, that's incredible man. to me. Man, it, it, man, it's crazy. Going. It is crazy because after game two, the way Boston beat Miami in game two, you watch all the sports shows. Mm-hmm. They're like, man, there's no way Miami comes back. You don't get beat by 35 on your home floor. Like, there's no chance. Creatures, creatures then, of the moment. And then first game in Boston, they go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I will say this. Whoever wins this series, I don't see winning the finals. Really? You don't think they, have, and, they don't have and, any and, shot? And, and, the re- and hear me and listen to me when I say this. Are y'all seeing the way these guys are falling like flies? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be beat up Attrition. when the finals come. That's that's why I say that. It's not because I don't think either team has the talent to and, do it. And the Warriors are going to be well rested. Exactly. I mean, you look at the scout, the, the injury reports for these teams, it's crazy. It's like, what is what is going on here? It's like a football game. What? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, so, but yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see uh, how it play out. I'm interested to see what Game Five brings. I mean, hey, does it does it stay on Boston side or do it swings the other way like it's been I, doing? I, all? <laughs> I, I I think it does what you said. I think it just swings swings the other way. Whoever wins, then expect the other team to win the next time. You know, um, I, I, for me personally, with this series, I expected to go seven off the bat because of both teams' defensive uh, acumen, how they get after everybody. Uh, I think, you know, the Heat's a little more physical in how they do it, but I think Boston is tenacious in their own way. And Boston has some length, even though they're not a real big team per se. They've got some long arms and they've got some quickness and they get in there and there's they're 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 probably a bit more skilled, not like there's, there's not some great gap, but maybe a bit more skilled and a little more finesse oriented than 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 uh, than the Heat, but the Heat they will grind you, man. Mm-hmm. They will grind you and they will grind out wins and they're used to doing that. So it's not like it's something that's a departure from them. That's who they are. That's their DNA. Um, I'm just, I was just really impressed with uh, Boston in this playoff and actually the last part of the season going into the playoffs, just how 
more defensive oriented they became and then their mindset and, and committing to that they never really committed to that before it's why they would always lose in the first second round mm-hmm. um but like what you said brandon <laughs> like i think you nobody's know, gonna be left man it's gonna yeah. be you know it's gonna be grant williams and pritchard right starters, <laughs> you know and daniel Thies. you know it's gonna be your starters against you know the three-time champion Golden State Warriors. So good luck with that. Tice has <laughs> been balling, man. Yeah, but you know, not when you got to play, you know, extended minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, That's so the thing. yeah. And, and I still, by the way, I still just to uh, I'm gonna bring this to to the Bulls. I still don't believe they didn't bring him back. Yeah, I'm yeah, it's weird too. He couldn't have cost that much. Yeah, the. I don't, I don't know. That's just that's a thought. But anyway, go. Let's let's yeah. go back to the series. Nah. So, but I mean, hey, man, to me, that's that's must see TV right there. That series, just because of uh, it's got some star power, but just the way these guys get after each other. And like you say, you just you don't know. You can't go in thinking that you know, hey, Boston's going to win it because they won at the other game. You know, they 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 won decisively the night before. No, <laughs> Miami's got a good. Oh, so this different day. Different, different day. day. Yeah. Yeah, like momentum's last shot. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, now the other series, yeah, this is you know basically this is the last shot for for Dallas. I don't, I don't. I mean, you you got Donish Donkish doing what you guys said he does before when Luca just scores forty and nobody else seems to be doing anything else. But I don't put that on Luca. I kind of put that on the teammates. They've kind of I don't know if they shrunk or yeah. I mean, they're tired chasing. When you, you know. go zero for fifteen between uh, Kleber and. Uh, uh, what's the name? Bullock. They went. They went combined over fifteen that last game. Yeah. Can't overcome that versus a team like the Warriors. No. Now I will say, when they blew that that lead game too, that's when I knew it was a wrap. Yeah, yeah. That's the one they should have won. You got. You can't lose that game. Like, can't lose that game. And so it's it's tough now. You ain't coming back from three. Oh. No, not three. Oh. That's never happened in the history of the sport. And that's, that's a lot of odds. So a I lot guess, of odds. But the Red Sox did it once, though. But that was a superiorly talented team playing. Uh, <laughs> no, but, I'm sorry, Smoke. I just yeah. have to throw that out there. Uh, but, but Dallas isn't that super talent. I mean, like, they would need to have three superstars to maybe even have yeah. me consider them coming back. You know, kind of like when Cleveland came back from the 3-1. You know, I know it's not 3-0, but 3-1 is almost just as bad, especially in the finals. But you had three superstars. So you got a shot. You know, you had Kyrie, you had LeBron, and on the lower level, you had no love. So I look at Dallas, and it's Luka. That's pretty much yep. it. As far as stars go. And you've got some nice players around you. And it's okay if you 2 1 or down 1 2, but to be down you know, 0 3, no 0 3, that's just that's, that's too much. It's, and, and your superstar is playing like one. It's just, it doesn't matter. This, is, this series reminds me of the late 80s Bulls. <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing. That's, that's, that's what it reminds you. Got, you got Mike. Bunch of guys who has to put up, yeah, and then a bunch of guys that you know pieces, but you know, just not not right. enough to get over the, the, the great teams. Yeah, not ready for prime time yet. Yeah, yeah. And that's 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 where we are right now. Um, but Luke Luca, I mean, I know he had a he had a rough game one. Right. But uh games two and three, he went for 40, man. Yeah, this game two is the one they really should have won. Yeah, and it's not like Golden State has, doesn't have a history of coming back, but this isn't that Golden State team. I mean, those Golden State teams were were different. They were those are, those Golden State teams are the ones that you talk about in terms of greatest all time type type kind of teams. This team is still figuring out who they are, or re reconfiguring who they are. You know what I mean? Because you still got some of the same names, but. Clay is still rounding in the form. He's not where he was. And Steph isn't as consistently deadly as he used to be. It's still really better than most everybody else, you know what I'm saying? And you got new guys kind of finding their way. So this team is still kind of evolving in a way. Um, but but this, yeah. and they're still young, man. 
Well, they're they're not aged, and they haven't been in the finals in a couple of in a few years. So what's that? Steph is what thirty two. 32. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Draymond and Clay 30. Yeah, come on. Yeah, no, I mean they're still they're they're they got they're, five more years, man. They're they're not on the upswing of their prime. They're like the leveled off. They're at the, the yeah, prime. yeah. They right. they can still win titles. Yeah, no doubt. Like I say, but they're still kind of reconfiguring who they are because Clay's been out for a couple of years, you know, and Jordan Jordan Peele, you know, he's he's a new guy and they're incorporating him and Wiggins is a new guy incorporating him. And so they, to me, they're still a donut hole in the middle to some degree, but there's no team that really has really put them to the task, you know, really. And Phoenix should have done that with Aiden, but they just didn't. And of the teams remaining, there really isn't a team that has a, a, any kind of dominating, you know, post-play at all, really. I mean, out of Bayou, you know, Bam is he's, – he's nice, but – he, he's not some defense, you know. He's just not. He's, he's not a B. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's an he's an athletic, you know, moving, you know, big man. But yeah, it. So Golden State with the Heat and Boston being beat up. I'm with you, Smoke. Whoever gets there from the East just might not have enough bodies to to, to outlast. Uh, Golden Gold State's gonna run you. Mm-hmm. They're, gonna, they're gonna run you. You know, and they and they're good defensively too. That's the thing. Two people. People really do snooze and kind of forget that Golden State is a decent defensive team. Not the greatest yeah. of all time, but they're definitely not the worst of all time. And and I and I kind of think the way Boston plays, because I think Boston is eventually going to be the one to come out of that series. I think the way they play, because Golden State is a more of a perimeter defense heavy team. Boston wants to shoot a lot of threes. I think that kind of feeds into Golden State's hands a little bit better yeah. than than anything else. So we'll see. I think what a is, healthy Boston could possibly beat Golden State in a seven game series, but we're not going to see that team. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see it. That's my thing. I, I picked them to win it after they beat Milwaukee, but I'm like, man, they going down. I mean, Robert Williams can't stand the lineup. Uh, that ankle injury that uh, Smart suffered in game, the last game. I mean, he's playing. I mean, but I know that's going to eventually mess with him. Whatever that was with Tatum with his shoulder, like, that's something to keep an eye on. Like, it's, it's they just getting nicked up, beaten, bruised. So we'll see. And the way Looney has done stepped up for Golden State, he's been like an unsung hero. Like he's been a monster in the paint. Like so, we'll see. Um, the Wiggins dunk on uh on Luke nasty. That was and nice, nasty. Where, where, then, where does where does that rank in the uh, in the history of uh, uh, of, of 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 posterizations? I don't know if it's in the history. It's on the low end because Luca was kind of moving out of the way yeah. at the same time. And then Luca kind of tried to like you know flop and make it look like he got hit in the eye to draw a foul. And them calling the offensive foul initially took away the buzz a little bit. Right. That was some bull crap. It ain't. It ain't yeah. Right why did they? Go. Why did they? I don't even know why they called the foul. <laughs> That's what it was. You guys should see what Glenn is referencing right now. <laughs> Hey, no. all I did was just throw the flat palm of my hand. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> really? Well, really? Who's looking? Who's looking to the lead? Baby bird. Who's wicking? <laughs> or as or as Skip called him, baby sparrow. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> baby sparrow. Oh. <laughs> that is so funny to me. Oh man, that, that was that was that was that was sick, man. Yeah, that was that nasty. Was, that was nasty. But I, I it, it's, to me, I, I still like Kevin Johnson's dunk on a king. On a king, yeah, that was yeah. pretty nasty. That Doc, same weekend was uh was Pippin over Ewing. That was the same. Pippin the same weekend, Ewing. yeah. Pippin yeah. over Ewing's up there. Doc over uh Mike, uh Michael Cooper. The way the way he just oh, came yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's an all time classic. Mike's non-dunk was probably better than Wiggins' dunk. <laughs> what are you talking uh, about? The, uh, 
the layup that, that should have oh, been the Lakers. That, yeah, it's like the the dunk should have been a the layup that should have been a dunk when he came uh, up the middle. That was better than than Wiggins' dunk over. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was more so the fact that Wiggins. I mean, like you said, Luca was trying to actually jump out the way, right? And Wiggins caught him at he the tail him. end. <laughs> he caught him just enough. Now, if Wick, now if Luca would have just went tried to go straight up, <laughs> now and that now, happened, now oh, that changes everything. My God. Yeah. That would have been like that would have been like DeAndre Jordan catching uh Brandon Knight on the alley oop. <laughs> hey. Sticking with sticking with Wiggins here though, what is what does his development in, in Golden State say about uh their I guess their organization? Because he was I mean he was putting up some stats in Minnesota, but he wasn't you know looked at as, as a guy, man. It, he's he the now, same player. You think so? Yeah. So what's the, the difference? Same what's the difference then? Expectations. Yep, expectations, accountability, and the players around you. When you ain't when you ain't relied upon to be the guy, you know everything flows a little easier. He's doing nothing different that he was that he wasn't doing in Minnesota, but the expectations from from the world was different. He was the number one pick. Number one pick you expected yeah. him to be a superstar. He's still not a superstar in Golden State. He's a he's a very he's a he's a role player that was drafted number one overall. He's a very good. <laughs> he's a twenty basketball. point per game of twenty point per That's game. What I said. Role he's player. a very good role yeah. player that was drafted number one overall. So the so the talent has always been there. It, it it was always there. He's doing nothing different. It's just the expectations change. And he has better guys around him where he doesn't have to be the guy. He can just play basketball. And they hold him accountable more than the other teams he was at would because they're like, no, you need to do this. And Mm -hmm. he's going to listen (laughs) because it's not his team. Like you said, expectations are different. Accountability levels are different. And responsibilities are different. Like you say, he's a he's a very you know um, high end role player. <laughs> you know, it's he's like, you know, it's like drinking coke in a crystal glass. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just. I mean, he he's in he's in a, he's in a, probably in like the best spot for his development at this stage in his career because mm-hmm. he, he was going to go nowhere but either down or just flow aimlessly throughout his career here now he has purpose as they say mm-hmm. you know and that 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 purpose is being fulfilled and and you see that in his rise and his confidence level he's actually i will say this he's the same player but i think he's playing more confidently because mm-hmm. you know, that's pressure though that's pressure that's pressure. pressure he's in a better situation and he's starting to you know, he's taking, I mean, hey, he was made the all-star team this year, so it's not like he sucked, you know what I'm saying? But you see that confidence in the way he dunked. We haven't seen him make those kind of dunks in a long time. Man. I think somebody said, like, that's high school Wiggins, <laughs> you know, going back <laughs> going back to where he was joking on food. I mean, this is the dude that, you know, coming out of Kansas, everybody thought they were going to see, you know. And what is, what's Wiggins like, what, 26 maybe? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he he's, you know, I'll tell you what, Golden State has an eye for talent. They're in an advantageous situation because their superstars were very young when they began winning as a group, so they know how to win. Um, and they've gone through adversity. And they've come through the other side, but they've got some young talent around them. Boom, pool. If Wiseman can stay healthy, that would be a nice piece, maybe going forward. And Wiggins, you know, they've got some young guys that can kind of keep it going until they find, you know, another player or two once the other guys start, you know, fading into uh, in, 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 into anonymity, not anonymity, but so they start fading into their retirement stages. So, they, but that's that's years away, like you said, is these guys aren't ancient. I mean, they're thirty and yeah. thirty-two, but they're probably like thirty-two and thirty-four in terms of their bodies because of what they've been through. But that's still not. Oh, and then, you know, keep in mind that the basketball, the way it's played, is not nearly as aggressively body you know wrecking as it was back in the 90s when the, the physicality would really you know tear into you so yeah i think these guys can play for another three years at a high level 
as a team. By the way, uh, the Heat in game four, the starting five combined for 18 points. They shot seven of 36 from the field. Oh, Lord. That's not good. That's not good. Hey, by the time we record our our next uh, our next show, who's gonna be in the finals? Golden State, Boston, Miami Heat, Golden State. I'm going with the Miami Heat. Oh man, and Golden State. Even though they played, they they didn't play too well in, in, in Game Four. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but that's 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 them though. It's, I tell you what, they they don't care about that. Yeah, you know, when I say they don't care, it's not weighing on them. Now the question is, is Jimmy right though? Well, I didn't watch the game, but one of my boys was saying Jimmy just looked like he's out there. But also, somebody said, uh, I think it was. I think it was Charles Barkley that said game three is going to hunt Boston like crazy because Jimmy Butler was able to rest the second half because he's hurt. And he like, he like, if I'm Miami, I damn that don't even play him game four because we're up in the series. If we lose, we two, two. And my boy said, it looked like Jimmy was just out there, not even really really playing just on the floor like so it's like well he sat he sat the entire fourth quarter of game four so so remind me it's a knee bruise is it, is it was a, a bone bruise? he had inflammation it was a knee inflammation that's what he that's why he didn't return game three so that sounds like pain tolerance so it sounds like some anti-inflammatories anti-inflammatories drain dead rest. yep and uh shoot them up I've with something a, else i've had a knee drain it actually feels really good after after you get it done Oh, okay. Well, yes. I think it'll be enough to get them to the finals. I don't if it, if his knee isn't right for the finals, they got no shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's leave it there. Let's go to our final topic of the night, and we're gonna go into uh, our GM's wheelhouse here. More personalities. <laughs> people right. versus people. Love it wins people versus people. Nick Saban talking about. Uh, well, I guess it came out as as his disdain for NILs and trying to pump up uh, business leaders in the uh, the Birmingham and Alabama community to give more money to, to the NIL situation. And he sort of dimed out a couple of teams saying that they, they bought all their play. Well, in Texas A&M's situation they bought all of their recruiting class from this year the number one recruiting class in the country and then put out there that Dion and jackson state paid travis hunter a million dollars to go there <laughs> you know it's amazing how salty nick saban can be when he's winning every fucking thing exactly <laughs> you know and you got the number two class it's not like you got right. the 22 class <laughs> You know, you got the number two class on AM and you lost to Jimbo Fisher last year with his backup quarterback. You know, AM had a backup quarterback when they beat Bama last year. So, you know, he's just crying to be crying. Now, yes, AM, AM, excuse me, Texas AM has eight five star recruits that they got, more than what they had on their team combined <laughs> last year. Okay. So, yeah, I'm sure that they've said whatever they did in their recruiting to convince the young men to come to their school now the thing with the nils which is name image and likeness the issue with that is because clearly it's not like you buy in players per se because the players are allowed to be able to you know create a brand and, and, and benefit from that fiscally or financially the problem is or the way that's supposed to work is um so the university or employees university cannot like compensate or change any compensation deals to a current or prospective student athlete uh, for his or hers NIL, okay? So they can't say, you know, we promise you this if you come here. Now, once you become a member of that, uh, that uh, program, then they can help you, but they can't use it to induce you to come to their school. So basically, what, right, so basically what Saban is saying is that Jimbo Fisher and his, his staff is, are using the NILs to induce because the Texas guys got all the money and the oil. <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> I didn't so, know, wait, I didn't know the schools could help in, in 
they, in that they, regard. They can't to induce you to come there. But once you're but once you're part, in, I didn't realize that. I thought I thought you program. had to you had to go out on your own and and they they can they can help you, but they can't, you know, it's not like they can, you know, put the paper before you and say sign right here, son. <laughs> but it's more like they can help you to, you know, help seek compete. out. Right. Help seek out can be like, you know, filter good good deals from bad deals or hey coach, do you how do you think or what do you know about this particular person? Are they a credible person? Things like that, as opposed to, hey son, we here at uh Texas Bob's uh you know Chevrolet says you are the face of our Chevrolet dealership. Why don't you come on down? Jimbo said it'd be okay. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what Saban is saying that uh, Jimbo Fisher did. Now Jimbo Fisher is like, you know what, the hell with you. <laughs> and and you know you're a hypocrite because you're out here trolling for money right now as you, right as you make right, as you right 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 so so what is that and then jimbo takes it to another level because you can tell this is super personal unlike the donaldson you know ta thing where it could be personal you know this one's personal <laughs> ain't no if as a bunch about it because you had jimbo say all right you know go ahead and uh dig in on how dig god <laughs> deals it God being saving, you know, because apparently he walks on water. And uh, you know, he even went further. I mean, he went back. Call, call that boy the y'all, y'all, y'all referring to him as Zara football. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was hot. <laughs> he was super hot. Now he he said, and I'm gonna quote him. He says this: you coach with people like Bobby Bowden. Now that's was a former Florida State, rest in peace, former Florida State head coach. You coach with people like Bobby Bowden and learn how to do things. You coach with other people and learn how not to do things. There's a reason that I ain't went back <laughs> and worked for him. You know, nah, he opportunities. He was, were, a, he was an were, assistant under him at LSU. At LSU, yeah. There were opportunities. Don't want to be associated with me. Wow. He said, you can call me anything you want to call me. You ain't calling me a cheat. I don't cheat and I don't lie. I wasn't raised that way. And if I was, I'd been slapped upside the head by my daddy. <laughs> Maybe somebody should have slapped him upside his head. <laughs> like, man, all he had to say is, come on, I, I had I had Jameis Winston, the quarterback that was stealing crab legs. You telling me I couldn't pay for that boy to get some crab legs? Right. And I was doing right. some illegal stuff. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, I haven't done anything illegal. And, and I, you know, whether he has or hasn't in his past, I don't know. But you can tell he was personally offended. Because he's like, of all the people to be saying I did something illegal, yeah. well, you you go, you can ask other coaches. He, he, he threw everybody else under the bus. You go ahead and ask other coaches how God does his deals. You might not want to know. <laughs> so he just put it back on blast. It was I beautiful. Mean, beautiful thing to say. I mean, somebody pointed out how Tua and his whole family moved from beautiful Hawaii exactly. to go live in Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Really? Come on, man. Stop. It's a little suspicious. A little suspicious. That's that's very suspicious. (laughs) Very. But but I wasn't even I could I honestly I could care less about them them rich people problems. (laughs) But 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 don't but don't 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 start don't start coming for for the small people because you (laughs) lost on one goddamn recruit. One player. Travis Hunter. That's what I got. That's what I got. I was listening to uh, ESPN 1000 the night, uh, the day that that all this came down. And one of the, I I forget, man, I forget who said it now. But he said that Nick Saban's disdain shouldn't be for for Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. More of it should be at Jackson State. The hell? And I'm like, what? How does that even make any sense? Why? Why? They get one guy. <laughs> one guy. One guy. Yeah, if they had two guys. And now all hell's broken loose. Come on now. Who the hell said that? I, that's what I'm saying. I forget, I forget, I forget who said it was on ESPN 1000, that but nighttime see, show. That, one of the younger guys on that, that, that they had. But that's how you that's that's when they really come to light. Right. Right. Well, the funny thing is Travis Hunter kind of replies, I think it was on his Twitter account or something on like his that. Twitter. Instagram. Yeah, he's like. So really, so uh, we got three beds for five kids in, in, in my in my family's house, but somehow we got a million dollars. We got a million dollars, and we, we live in the same house now. Okay, interesting. <laughs> and 
Diaz saying, I him. ain't even making a million dollars. I'm going to give him a million dollars. My uh, my mother-in-law is actually a, an alum of Jackson State. She's heavily involved with the uh, with their alumni association fundraising and all that. <laughs> and so I asked the Stroud, I was like, man, y'all, y'all pay that boy to come there? <laughs> I said, are you serious? She's like, we don't have no money. <laughs> There's no way. No way. At least Jackson State was able to find a million dollars to give him to come to Jackson State. Now, maybe, you know, Maybe you know the whole the whole uh, the rumor about Barstool, but I, I doubt yeah. that. Why would Barstool pay him a million dollars to go? They they not generating that much money from Jackson State. But even if they were, so the hell what? exactly? Yeah, I mean exactly. the point is, yeah, yeah. The, the NILs are here. That's the reason for that. Mm-hmm. And if this allows young men and women to choose universities more so based on not just the notoriety of the school, but also culturally, academically, you know, collectively, what it has to offer for these young student athletes, while they can still put something in their pockets in case they can't make it to the professional level, but they can still not only get the education they want, but also get the cultural, you know, fulfillment that they're looking for at this stage in their lives, so be it. Or even if it's just for the money, so be it. You know, it's like you don't have to justify good, noble reasons to get paid. You know, it's like, why is that the case? It's like no one bats an eye when Lincoln Riley, who leaves Oklahoma, former head coach of the University <laughs> of Oklahoma, leaves Oklahoma and goes to USC. And all of a sudden, now Caleb Williams, who was quarterback in Oklahoma, goes to USC. He transfers. <laughs> Mario Williams from Oklahoma receiver transfers. You get one the of the top, top receivers modern. from Pittsburgh. Right, Exactly. Jordan Addison transfers. Like, dude, you you were an All-American at Pitt. You were the Litnikoff Award winner, which is the highest honor given to a wide receiver in college, a collegiate wide receiver. You won the Litnikoff Award. Why are you leaving Pittsburgh? I don't know. I want to go to you. I want to go cross country to USC. No one bats an eye. It's okay with it. But if mm-hmm. Deion Sanders or anybody else from HBCU is able to convince an athlete or athletes to come to their universities. Everybody wants to raise holy hell like there's something wrong with that. You know what, man? Yeah, you know, y'all know what that is. Y'all know what that is. And you know, damn them. <laughs> and the yeah. hell with that. And the HBCUs, you know, hey, you and these young players and athletes, get what you can for yourself and for your family and do you, you know, because everyone else is trying to benefit off your back. You should be the one benefiting off your back first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I've said, though, I've said over and over, if us as a people want to see change, our athletes start going to our schools and watch how they show their face. It didn't take very long. And we just and we just had (laughs) it. Just one did it. Just one. Just one did it. (laughs) Man, I hate to see if if Flacco was to do it. Oh, my God. I can't (laughs) wait. I'm I'm hoping this, this works out the way we wanted to because I, I can see a day that a oh, lot more will make that will make that move I, I i hope so oh but you trust trust before that happens all of a sudden regulations will start coming in about what 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 who can and who can't and yeah. you see mm-hmm. you see who gets you see who it affects initially more so who who is more so hindered by it than helped by it right. and I, I guarantee you it will be you know who the victims will be in that, that situation all right there you have it. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I want to thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. You can catch our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also catch us at hp53productions.com. There you'll find a link to our podcast as well as the Super Duper Podcast hosted by Rob Griggs. And the Father Good Podcast, hosted by Marshall Givens and Kenny Stevenson. And you might catch me on the Super Duper Podcast every once in a while. With that, yo, Glenn. Yep. yep. Please take us out. Hey, right, right quick. Uh, October 8th, uh, Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban Showdown, by the way. <laughs> oh, baby, Alabama, Texas A&M. Definitely got to watch that can't, one. Can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. But hey, it's like we always say. We ain't saying we're right, but we sure as hell ain't Josh Donaldson or Nick Saban wrong. (laughs) We'll catch you next week.